Welcome to the Well-Nourished Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Brulard. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're going to have another Tea and Talk with myself and my dear friend, Wendy O'Leary. Wendy is an educator and author, and today we're going to get together and have a chat about how self-care is not selfish. Hi, Wendy. Hi, how are you, Beth? I'm good. How are you? I am great, thank you. Thanks how are you for doing this snowy day? <laughs> oh, I love it. Thanks for the time again this morning. Um, yeah, I woke up this morning and the first snowfall of the season, and I know people don't want winter to be coming too soon, but I find so much joy in the first snowfall, especially if it's just a few flurries, it looks pretty, and then it doesn't snow for a little while again. I woke up this morning. The first thing I did is peeked outside to see if it was white or not. (laughs) And I just took a second to take it in. And then as I got up, started my day, I grabbed my coffee. Now I'm on to tea. And I stood in front of the the big window in my living room. And I just, I just look out and I, I honestly take a deep breath. I take in the beauty of snowfall and I love starting my day that way. So snowy days are like a little trigger for me to have that little moment of self-care to take in the beauty before I move on with my day. So, so it's a great morning. How about you? (laughs) Yeah, I do think like the novelty of that first snow and, and taking it in, especially if you don't have to leave. And I know for some people that may not feel like such a um, moment for taking it in and you know, if we can stop even in the midst of having other stuff to deal with, to just notice the beauty and how remarkable it is um, to watch that snow falling just even for a second. Yeah. So I'm, I'm similar. I, I kind of love the first, first snow because it usually melts quickly. Um, and I also am happy to have my tea and be visiting with you again this morning for our um, tea and talk about self-care a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was the, the the thought we had for today's topic was, you know, self-care, is it something that's necessary or selfish? Because I know a lot of women in particular kind of feel a little bit torn. Like if they take that time to take care of themselves, they're taking that time possibly away from other important commitments. So I thought that that might be something that we can have a little chat about and maybe encourage people to shift their perspective on a little bit and how how it can be a myth that self-care is selfish yeah that idea that it's self-indulgent and i have too many other things to do and all these responsibilities one of the and probably people have heard this before but that that analogy that's often used uh, you know when you go flying and they say put on your own oxygen mask first Mm. before you help somebody else And so many of us just don't do that and see that as sort of being selfish. And yet if we can replenish ourselves, which doesn't mean abdicating our responsibilities, um, but that idea that we can even in, in little ways replenish ourselves before we can then more effectively 
support others. And just a quick shout out to someone on our Facebook um, who listened to our one of our earlier talks and commented on this, how when she was a young parent, how she, you know, people kind of, she felt some pushback, feeling a little guilty around it. And yet um, her sharing and, and wisdom around, you know what, if I can take care of myself first, I can do this so much better. We can parent better. We can be there for each other more effectively when we fill ourselves up first. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that as we've said before, you know, people have a really narrow definition of self-care. They think that self-care means they do X, Y, and Z. And it's usually things that are kind of rigid. The list of shoulds really self-care is almost like parenting yourself, being a caretaker of yourself. So when we put it in that perspective, it makes it easier to see how it really just fills your own cup up. It makes you feel more, you have more self-compassion, you have more respect for your body, you have more, more time and energy and resources to be able to give to other family members or any other obligations that you have because you've filled up your own cup. You've done things that make you feel more energetic, more, you know, if you're really practicing self-care, it means you take a little rest when you can and in whatever way you can squeeze that in. It doesn't just mean you do more exercise or, you know, things like that. Um, I think there's never anything bad that comes from broadening your definition of self-care. And like you have said a million times, using certain tools you, you, you kind of get yourself a nice little toolbox and you pick what tools might be best at any given moment. Yeah. And the idea of rest is, is as simple as it doesn't mean it would be lovely to take a nap, uh, maybe for some of us. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that. A rest can be one conscious breath. Yeah. Just sitting up tall and taking that breath in and taking your breath out to just feel yourself present for the moment, giving a rest to kind of all the, the chatter and the stress that's going on in the mind. Doesn't mean you're not gonna go back to dealing with what's going on, but one conscious breath can even calm the nervous system and create that rest. An analogy that I heard recently that I just found really useful um, is this idea, if, you're, um, if you've ever gone like whitewater rafting or paddling, and you're in the rough waters. And for many of us, I think that analogy is pretty um, accurate right now, right? In the rough waters. And um, often as you're approaching sort of some, some pretty turbulent uh, water, there's often an, like an eddy where you can pull out, right? Where because of the formations, there's some still water. And how for me, this idea of self-care and, and the analogy of just pulling out into the eddy, it doesn't mean you're abdicating responsibility. You're not leaving the river, right? You're just taking a little break to catch your breath. And also it gives you an opportunity to kind of scan the waters in front of you mm -hmm. so that you can decide what tools are going to be most effective and how to navigate um, going forward. So we're giving ourselves an opportunity to do that. So just knowing, you know what, this is a good moment for me to kind of pull into the eddy. I need just a moment. And knowing again, what are your tools and choosing what ways you decide to do that. And then scanning, okay, I'm ready to go back in. 
And how do I want to do that? How do I want to relate to what's happening out here um, in a skillful way now that I've had the opportunity to kind of decompress a little bit and take a little rest, so to speak? Mm, that's a great analogy. Yeah. I think depending on people's occupations, you know, some people are really facing some challenges right now. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're in education at all, and you're navigating with your colleagues, as well as caring for these children and having to really get creative and use new tools and try to figure out, you know, it's like probably like, I would imagine like relearning how to best provide for those kids all over again, because now you're, you're, environment is completely different. And a lot of kids have a lot of things going on at home now that maybe weren't there so much before. And I feel like that level of awareness, I mean, if, you, if you're not taking that moment for self-care, it's hard to be clear-minded and see that whole big picture. It's easy to get stuck in the feelings of that moment with all these frustrations and challenges around everybody. Um, I was talking to a, a friend last night and she is in, you know, education. And she said, you know, I cry on my way home from work many times or, you know, right now it's just hard. And that is self-care for her to know that she needs that quiet 20 minute, 30 minute, whatever it is, ride on the way home to get out those emotions and let them flow through her body. That's self-care when she gets home and she's around her own family she's had a few moments to process those emotions, let them come up. So I think that that is self-care that could benefit a lot of people in similar situations. Yeah. And not at all self-indulgent, right? Oh. This idea that self-care is selfish and self-indulgent. And I love that you're connecting, noticing your feelings, like accepting feelings is self-care. I was in a, I was in a meeting this morning with, uh, group of early educators and people who work in the early education and um, children's mental health field. And at one point somebody said, this is, you know, hard. This is, and I know for me, and even though we're over Zoom, I could feel everyone go, yes, this is hard. And simply doing that, because we're kind of bracing ourselves against the difficulties and sometimes it's really um, in our best interest. And again, not selfish or self-indulgent at all to just, this is really hard. And how do I want to care for myself? As simple as having a cup of tea um, is just a way to kind of say that. And the piece for me that was really um, powerful was this is hard and we're in this together. We're going to move together. Uh, that's mutual support again. Self-care can be communal, uh, which I think is something we really haven't touched on quite a bit yet. There's that way that we can support each other in self-care and I think is so essential uh, for us to do right now, particularly where many of us are a little more socially isolated. Uh, making sure that we still connect and support each other is a form of self-care. So those Zoom tea dates with people um, are really important right now if you can um, find the time to do that, even just a quick phone call. Just want you to know I'm here for you. Again, you're supporting yourself when you do that and, um, and the other person. So I think this idea, we really need to shift. And I, I love how you started by talking about expanding our idea of what self-care is 
and what it means. It's not positivity. It's not necessarily, um, you know, that false positivity where we're papering over the difficulty. It's not necessarily anything. Um, doesn't have to be anything extensive and external like those um, massages or whatever, but it's little things that we can do. If you don't have time for a walk, can you just step outside the door for a minute and take in that fresh air? Two, three breaths it can be little things that you weave throughout your day intentionally. And again, to shift that perspective, it's not selfish. If you do that, you're more present and more available for all the other things that you have to do. You're just going into the eddy. You're not leaving. Um, and then you can step back in more skillfully. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think that how you speak to yourself is a really, really important way that we can add in a little self-care also. I mean, most of us women get up in the morning, we might use a blow dryer, do our hair, we might put on makeup. We're usually looking in the mirror and oftentimes we're criticizing ourselves when we do that. So I think that, you know, putting on clothes like today, it was, it was snowy out. So I thought, Ooh, like a comforting warm. And, and I used that as I was getting dressed instead of looking at a mirror and criticizing something I don't like. If say I had love handles on my jeans, I don't like, instead of doing that, it was that, Ooh, I could put on this sweater and, and comfort myself with my clothing today. And looking in the mirror and doing that is something you're doing anyways. You're getting up, getting dressed, getting ready for work, starting your day. But the way in which you're speaking to yourself when you're doing that is self-care at the foundational level. And of course, that's going to impact your mood and how you step out of the door and go be around other people the rest of the day. Starting your day with that, that level of self-respect, self-compassion, and self-care allows you to you feel, you feel cared for as you go into your day instead of tearing yourself apart, which I think a lot of women do every day. So, so that love, that little level of kindness for yourself, I think makes a huge difference. You know, what you made me think of um, is the book group that I'm going to be doing um, that I know you're going to be participating in. I'm excited about that. Um, and it's a book by Shauna Shapiro called Good Morning, I Love You. That's self-care. Um, and she talked about how hard it was for her to first say that. Could she even just say, good morning, Shauna? And how do we say good morning? To, again, takes no time. If you're looking in that mirror, anyways, can you say good morning? Um, in a kind and compassionate way. Self-compassion, again, is not self-indulgent. And that's, you know, there's so much research behind the benefits of self-compassion. And it makes us more resilient. Mm. Self-compassion and resiliency are linked. And so that is that shift of mind state from that critiquing and criticizing ourselves to saying, this is hard, you know, and I'm here for you. And good morning, I love you. Can we do that for ourselves? So I'm very excited for us to get started with that book and think that people are gonna really enjoy it. And what I love is that she ties it throughout the entire book to neuroscience. Like we know from the way the brain works, how beneficial this is for our bodies and our brains and our nervous system, calming our nervous system and cultivating resiliency. Definitely needed in times like these right now. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. 
you know, I would think that that could be a helpful tool. What do you think about this idea? So if people are confused, like, is this really self-care or, you know, or am I just following that rigid list of shoulds? A, a, a thing I like to, to consider is what feeling do I get when I'm thinking I'm going to do whatever that activity is? So if I'm going to do a workout, do I have that feeling of I should be doing a workout? I, my body need, you know, I, I need to change my body. I need to, if it feels tight, constricted, stressful, rigid, it maybe really isn't going to be the best thing for self-care where if instead, so say yesterday I had a Zoom workout with clients and we all got moving and, you know, I encourage people to kind of think about how does their body feel as we're doing the warm up and, and to not follow the same workout every day, like go with how your body feels. Sometimes you just need to get your joints moving and get the blood pumping and just a lighter workout is actually more self, more of self-care than a heavy workout. Other days, your body feels good. You feel strong. You might want to do some lighter reps, heavier weights. So I encourage them to figure out how it feels in order to figure out what is the right next step for them. So I think, you know, the same thing could be any form of self-care. I mean, if you're thinking about tea with a girlfriend, do you have that feeling of like, oh my God, this is something I have to do. It's on the to-do list or wow, it's going to be really nice to sit and see Wendy's face and chat and enjoy a cup of tea together. You know, I think that the feelings behind it, the feelings that elicit whatever, whatever you're going to do, the feelings that come up, if you kind of trust that as your guide, I think that you're following pretty good self-care. If you feel like you need to cry, that might be exactly what you need. If you feel like you need a laugh, that might be what you need. I guess people want to, want to, come outside of their body and find things to fix everything that's going on, but really getting in connection with your body, feeling what's there. It's hard if you haven't done it, but with some practice, it actually is. It actually, it actually, it actually is. Yeah. I think that that is foundational. I'm everything you said. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Foundational for self-care is can we come into the body? How do we feel this in our body? I just taught, um, taught a yoga class outside in my yard the other day. And I said, it's really important to listen to your own body. And that takes practice. And so anything we're doing, and, and we are so achievement oriented and to-do list driven and guilty as charged. I have quite a to-do list. Um, I, I love my, to in fact, sometimes I do something and it wasn't on my list. I add it to the list just so I could check it off, right? So it's easy to kind of get into that mindset. Ooh, meditation, check, um, you know, read my book, check, as opposed to, doing it as um, a way that we care for ourselves. So checking in with yourself physically, um, really noticing how it feels in the body. And I always go to exactly that, that feeling of constriction versus sort of spacious openness. How does it, if you're feeling really tight and constricted, you might wanna think about that. You might wanna pay attention to that feeling um, and think about what is it that you're intending to do? What's, so the other piece, I would do the body piece and then the other is intention. So there's the checking in with the body and also clarifying what's my intention right now. Um, if my intention is, oh, I should check in with this person and I should sit down and have tea because I haven't talked to them. So I should, all those shoulds um, versus my intention is to really connect with somebody. I, 
I really enjoy my conversations with Beth and I really just want to connect with her and see how she's doing. And how do you feel afterwards is another place to check in before and after um, and notice how you're feeling. So yes, I think that's totally foundational um, for this whole conversation around self-care. Yeah. yeah. And we are outside our bodies so much. Um, so just a little practice of occasionally checking in with the body and in terms of this constricting piece, self-care could be as simple as just saying, can I soften just a little bit? Simple little shift. And that allows the attention to drop more deeply into the body so that you can really check in with yourself and know what might be most beneficial in that moment going forward. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Have we been probably 20 or so minutes? Should we try to keep yeah. them from going too long? <laughs> no, we could talk forever. So um, I think that does seem like a good idea. Maybe it's a good time for us to wrap up this conversation and to just really encourage people. I think this is a good note to end on encouraging people to check in with themselves in terms of how does this feel? Um, noticing the body before you're doing something for self-care and what's your intention? Is your intention to check it off the list? Is your intention for a little calming or for a little levity? I love that you mentioned humor. So to check in on those two things um, can be a really um, great way to just begin this process of self-care. Yes, I agree. Definitely agree. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you, Beth. It was great to see you again. Enjoy the snowy day. You too. You too. Um, and let's see, we'll post these on our regular places. So both of our Facebooks, I will also put it on my well-nourished podcast and we'll, we'll have another chat soon. That sounds great, Beth. You take care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.